What the fuck is up, world? Bialy Tlatik Pak. We back in this bitch. Another podcast for that ass. Another Grito. Sea Dicho. We back about a week since our last podcast, okay? Trying to get a little more consistent, trying to get back on the grind, you know what I'm saying? Um, and we're going to flip it up again, going to flip the script. I have to, Doug, in order to keep my sanity, you know what I'm talking about? And uh, yeah, on this particular episode of the podcast, I wanted to revisit some of the philosoph- more philosophical roots. I mean, it's all philosophy, Doug. Honestly, the truth is, it's, uh, you know, it's all philosophy. That's just the truth about stories is that they're all we got. The truth is philosophy is life, bro. Life is philosophy. You know, you live it, you embody it, you fucking perform it. It's just everywhere, okay? The question is, are we able to fucking, do we have the knowledge to be able to understand it when it's presented to us and explain it in such a way that can be easily transmitted to others who are on their journey of learning it as well, right? So for this particular podcast episode, I wanted to actually get back to some faculty and shit, dog, because, well, the trajectory, it seems as though, is going to be leading me through, I got like five different podcast series going on at this current moment, which I fucking love because that's how my brain works and I'm able to function all these different fucking ideas and topics and bounce back and forth between them in a way that is still going to center on one particular, you know, one central focus, which is, of course, the postmodernism, modernism schism, right? Um, And for this particular episode, I wanted to get back to Foucault, okay? Because next week, I want to talk about some shit called human capital, dog. Human capital is, it's the the hottest conspiracy, dog, that's dropped since fucking, I can't tell you, at least me personally, I personally feel as though it's the hottest conspiracy to be dropping in fucking quite a while, dog. And uh, what makes this particular conspiracy, in my particular eyes, um, so spicy, if you will, is that it's the first like proper new world order fucking uh, conspiracy theory. And when I say new world order, obviously the new world order conspiracies have been around for a long fucking time. So that's not the new part. The new part is that dog, we're living in the new world order. Like we know this, like for those of us that are conspiracy heads, we're like, yo, this is everything these motherfuckers before us have been talking about the cashless fucking societies, the fucking government tra- uh, uh, passports. The fucking global lockdowns, you know, FEMA camps on a grander scale, just your fucking house. Who needs to tip? Who needs to corral your ass into a FEMA camp when they can just keep you locked up in your crib? You know what I'm saying? Um, so those are like pre-New World Order fucking um, conspiracy theories, right? But now we're living in this bitch, dog. Like, we know this. It's like, it's, it's it. This is here, all right? Um, and so this particular philosophy, I personally believe, is the first proper post-New World Order conspiracy theory, I should state, Right? So I'm really looking forward to getting into that, dog. It's called, it's about human capital. And the basic gist has always been like, well, why the fuck? Why? The, one of the biggest problems that has uh, lingered, if you will, in the conspiracy community is the why. Like the why. Why the need to, you know, control people? And why the need to, you know, insert and establish this fucking prison planet, if you will. Okay? And if you ask me personally, this conspiracy, it's not even a conspiracy theory, dog. Like, I, I don't know how much I to qualify this, but these insights, if you will, that this person has made that I'll be talking about next week. They're the one that fucking nailed it, dog. They just, you know, human capital, just leave it at that, right? Prison planet. We are cattle, essentially, okay? And one of the biggest critiques before has always been, well, if you take people out of the mix, if you round them up and throw them into fucking FEMA camps, how are you going to continue to perpetuate capitalism? Human capital solves this problem 100% through and through, right? And uh, before I can get into that, though, at least, you know, in a way that I would comfortably feel is not completely fucking, and it's not because this lady that, you know, She's the one that developed these ideas. Uh, her name escapes me at the moment. But, um, you know, she does a really good job of grounding her own shit. Like, I don't, it doesn't need to be fucking, it doesn't need to be legitimized by philosophy because it, she's got all the fucking foundational work done. Like, she's got, her, she's got her, 
she's got the documents, all right, to quote a little bit of Alex Jones, if you will. <laughs> um, but for me personally, I also wanted to infuse it with a little bit of more Foucauldian philosophy, dog. So this is going to be picking up on the Carceral Archipelago episode of the podcast for those of you who are, you know, just bouncing back and forth. Maybe you want to listen to the Carceral Archipelago before you listen to this one because it's going to serve as the pretext for this particular podcast. Now, before I do get into this particular podcast, there is one thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, and that is in line with another series in this fuck, or another tangent, if you will, along this podcast series. And that is the Chicano, Chic, uh, Chicanex slash Survivance fucking, uh, a tangent, if you will, this particular series. And that has to do everything with the motherfucking, uh, the motherfucker that was faking the funk, dog. I can't, I can't get over this. Okay. They, yo, also weepy love, whatever the fuck. I don't even know how the fuck he, I don't even know what his name is. I just, I, it's not even his real name. Okay. Uh, quote unquote, Iron Jacket, aka Thomas fucking Owens, whatever the fuck. All right. A motherfucking dude that walked up into the Chicanx community and uh, he's basically a complete outsider. Right. Now, the reason I mentioned it, a complete outsider, because one of the things that me personally, I will maintain to the fucking day I die is that the Chicanx with an X dog, it's about inclusivity. Okay. And one of the reasons that this Chicanx movement with an X um, insists upon this is because one of the biggest problems that the Chicano movement, like I've talked about before, with the CH had is that they were very um, colonial in practices. And one of the colonial practices that they had was their fucking colorism and, you know, their insistence that only Raza, like myself, can fucking be a Chicano, which, you know, I understand. But at the same time, I understand that Chicanx culture, dog, it's a fucking, it's a, it's a worldwide phenomenon. Motherfuckers love our culture and I don't blame them. It's a beautiful culture, okay? Um, some of the most obvious examples is the Japanese peoples that dress up like fucking cholos, yo. Like that's, you know, they're fucking, we're talking about nine to five bankers and fucking lawyers and doctors that on the off time in Japan, they fucking represent the aesthetic of Chicanx culture. And they fucking state it all the time. Like, I love this choco. I love this cholo culture. I love everything about this shit. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the, 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 the deal with the fucking, the X and the inclusivity in Chicanx is the idea is like, yeah, dog, our culture is being, it, we're living in a globalized society. Like it's, we're, we're fucking everywhere at this point. You know what I mean? And it's not just our culture, because if that was the case, I'd be fucking hypocritical, dog, because then I would be a culture vulture in the sense that I'm an active practitioner of Brazilian jujitsu, right? Which in and of itself was a fucking blatant ripoff of uh, a Japanese jujutsu, right? So it's like, at some point, we're going to have to ask ourselves, like, is this a melting pot that we're living in in the 21st century where culture is just, it's fucking, you know, it's no longer so much about appropriation so much as it is an appreciation, okay? Which is what I would like to imagine that I, I consider myself at least maybe perhaps conveniently in your fucking views, right, in your eyes. But me personally, I, I do think it's a, it's a matter of uh, appreciation for the Japanese and uh, Brazilian cultures that introduced to us jujitsu. Like, yo, know, legitimately jujitsu saved my life. There's no fucking if, and buts about it. There's no way to fucking state it otherwise. Like, it just is what it is. You show respect on the mats to your partner. You show respect to the tradition. You show respect, just period, right? Which is unfortunately not what this fucking Owen Thomas character was doing. He was a fucking new age hipster, basically, which is everything that the, our tribalized kin have been warning us about, okay? Who infiltrated the Chicano community, the Chicanx community, and pretended to be a fucking chichimeca. Now, I mean, you know, it's convenient for me to say that I felt a little bit some type of way about his shit. You know what I mean? Because obviously in hindsight, you know what I mean? Uh, 2020. But, uh, you know, I won't lie. Like I did perpetuate some of his fucking harmful practices by sharing his videos on, on Instagram. Okay. 
Um, you, to be fair to his credit, like, you know, just to be fair to his credit, the reason I did so is because they were, you know, some of them were aesthetically pleasing. Now, the shit that he was talking about, the, you know, like that's where the problem, that, that's part of the problem. The problem is that he just stole a bunch of different fucking indigenous philosophies and then he fucking infused them with, you know, Eastern philosophies, specifically talking about shit like chakras and all that. That's what he was saying, chakras, right? Chakras. Right. And then um, merging them into this fucking hodgepodge of what he was, you know, passing off as fucking Chichimeca philosophy, which was not fucking the case. You know, and he got called out on it. Now, I guess the, I should take it back to even the aesthetic part, because part of his quote unquote aesthetic was, you know, dressing up and fucking doing sacred Lakota dances. You know what I mean? Lakota dances. And uh, so even then, you know, there's really, there's really, he doesn't get a pass. Though. He fucked up. There's no defending him at all whatsoever. I wish him a very fucking painful death and a slow goodbye. Like, there's just no if, Andrew, buts about it because that's what he fucking deserves. Not only for his appropriation of indigenous culture, but for what he did. Like, the way he fucking was using it to manipulate women. He was a fucking sexual predator. You know what I mean? So there's just no, there's not, there's, I, to even say to his credit was completely fucking, you know, it's not even right of me to do so. There's nothing to give to his credit. Like, the videos, they were like dope. He, had, he was really good at editing his videos. He had an eye for the aesthetic. You know what I mean? But aside from that, He's a fucking piece of shit, and I cannot fucking emphasize enough just how fucking deeply, um, sincerely fucking sorry I am that I ever fucking shared his shit, right? Because for all I know, I fucking, you know, turned him onto somebody who could have been none the wiser, and they themselves could have potentially been harmed by this fucking asshole or shared it with somebody who was, and just the thought of that has just been driving me so fucking, you know, it's just... It's been weighing on my conscience heavily, dog. That's the point that I'm trying to say, right? So I cannot continue to fucking... Uh, I just can't continue to emphasize enough just how fucking uh, apologetic I am for doing so, right? Um, so I guess moving on before I continue, <laughs> the, the, by the way, the philosopher that I'm going to talk about today, even recently, just to be clear, he himself has had some very problematic fucking allegations that have been fucking lobbed against him, okay? Now, before I do that, let me just get the formalities out of the way because I'm already starting with the fucking podcast and I haven't done so yet. If you haven't already... Follow your boy, OG underscore Ice Nice 13 on the gram. Something along the same lines on fucking Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, okay? The backup is OG dot Ice Nice 13 on the gram. So, you know, the fucking, the Zuck is always looking for your boy. So if I do happen to go missing, you know where to find me. Or you can always search the hashtag Hood Philosophy because you know that's where I'll be, okay? So, with that said, Foucault, the problematic fucking accusations that have been lobbed towards him is that of pedophilia. Which obviously, if you follow me on the gram, you'll know full well that that is, that is like a very fucking strong line that I draw. Pedophilia. People that hurt innocent people in general, but especially children. They, I reserve the entirety of my wrath for these people. I have no sympathy for them whatsoever. I make fucking no excuses for them whatsoever. And I wish them an equal fucking gru gruesome fate as I do to fucking Owen Phillips. Okay? Owen Thomas Phillips. Um... So you get into this weird spot then is what I'm trying to say essentially is because you start to realize how much of Western philosophy realistically is predicated on pedophilia, dog. I'm talking all the way back to ancient Greece. Like it literally, if you ask me, it's founded and not just Western philosophy, but probably even Western culture. The shit that's happening in the Vatican is not surprising if you fucking just study the history of Western culture specifically by way of philosophy because you'll see quite clearly that this is a practice that has been going on for fucking for millennium, dog. For millennia, okay? So the, the, the shit then becomes is if you are as well using that as a reason why that you shouldn't fucking study Foucault, for instance, or the entirety of philosophy, or perhaps even listen to this episode or, you know, take Foucault shit serious, 
just again, allow me to remind you two things, dog. Okay. For one, that's like, honestly, dog, that's just bitch ass fucking snowflake shit. Okay. This is hood philosophy, bro. Okay. And I'm just, I'm not with that cancel culture shit, simply put. Right. So what I mean specifically, so you don't get fucking lobbed as some alt-right fucking asshole. If I haven't already, okay, <laughs> defend myself from this fucking false allegation is that if you can't at the very least entertain an idea, homie, in my personal perspective, if you can't even just like at, at least entertain an idea, not because you want to seek to agree with it, but because you want to see what is informing the idea and the, and the point they're trying to establish. For me personally, dog, you're just you're just a weak bitch straight up and you need to step your game up. That, that, that's all it boils down to, like typical Nietzschean master slave morality type shit. Like if you're allowing something like that to hurt your feelings... That you can't even fucking listen to what the other person is saying, not because I'm asking you to agree, but because at least listen to what the fuck they're saying, then you just, you, you, you got a lot of development to do, dog. You got a lot of emotional growth to do, okay? And the second reason is that if you really, really feel some type of way about it, which undoubtedly you should, especially when it comes to shit like pedophilia or harming women, okay? You should also absolutely follow through with this reasoning, okay? To its fullest extent in the name of logical consistency. For me personally... That's one of the biggest fucking that like for maybe that's a personal thing, dog, but I see it as an important, you know, <laughs> element of philosophy, logical consistency. Another important element of philosophy that I believe in is fucking, you know, performing or rather actually embodying your fucking philosophy, not just performing it for social media. Not saying you see it like, you know, the United States is a fucking evil imperialistic country, but I'm going to go represent them for the Olympics, even if they fucking, you know, play the national anthem and I turn my back and voice my, discon- my, my discontent with them doing so. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, if you really feel that type of way, participate as a fucking independent Olympian. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to represent a country. You don't need to represent the United States. Like, that's in the name of logical consistency. I'm not saying that it's wrong, and I'm definitely not saying that it's right. I'm just saying, like, at one point or another... You're going to have to start fucking embodying your praxis, homeboy, not just performing it for social media for clout. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of the idea here when it comes to this fucking matter of keeping it consistent with Foucault and all of Western philosophy. Like, honestly, if you, you know, ain't trying to hear what Foucault has to say because of the accusations of him being a pedophile, that which, again, they're fucking highly problematic. Don't get me twisted. I'm not saying they're not. But what I am saying is that you should absolutely refuse to hear any of what Socrates has to say then, too. Because Socrates, Plato, all these ancient Greek motherfuckers, plenty of them that come after the ancient Greek period, uh, plenty of the pre-modern philosophers and all of the Vatican, right, still to this day, all the mo- a large majority of our politicians are fucking uh, are, are, are celebrities in the celebrity culture. That They're all well-documented pedophiles, dog. So if that's the accusation you're going to make and the reason you're going to make, you're going to use as to why you're not going to listen to what fucking Foucault has to say, then it's like, logical consistency homeboy i don't disagree with you i think it's fucking great let's completely fucking ignore foucault let's cut him completely entirely out of the picture if these allegations are in fact true but let's also cut fucking all of celebrity culture that is accused of the same let's also cut off the fucking politicians that are accused of the same let's definitely cut off the fucking vatican that's been accused of the same as well as ancient greek philosophies and so on right but of course if you're, you know, going to give up the Socratics because of their practice of pedop- uh, the pedophilia, again, like, seriously, dog, the Christian faith is predicated on ancient Greek philosophy. So you better be ready to do the same when it comes to that, okay? And no, again, not just because of the disgusting fucks over at the Vatican, but because, seriously, the entirety of Christianity is predicated on specifically Platonic philosophy, dog, right? Um, me, personally, I'd like to think Christianity really don't think JC come up with that shit all by himself. But then again... 
there are these motherfuckers who believe a 900-year-old man built an ark. So <laughs> not only built an ark, but put two of every animal on it. So, you know, you just never know what these fucking Christian folk believe it, right? Uh, either way, dog, what I'm trying to say here is that both of those outcomes work just well for me, okay? They work just well for me because if you haven't understood it just yet, allow me to be as forthcoming as possible and explicitly state that, honestly, dog, Western culture is not the best, Okay. And only indigenizing can save us. Indigenization is the only way to fucking save ourselves in this current fucking shit world that we're living in, okay? So getting rid of the pedophiles and their thoughts would only expedite this aim, whether it be the Socratics, the ancient Greeks, the, the Vatican, and so on, right? Like it's, That works for me. That's the fucking whole point of indigenizing. You know what I'm trying to say? And if you're trying to get rid of Foucault with that practice, then so fucking fine. Be So be it, dog. Like these ideas aren't owned by individual people. They're fucking shared collective human experience. And as such, no one has ownership over them, okay? Again, as I mentioned before in the Carcereal Archipelago episode of the podcast, at best, Foucault was just the one that happened to be privileged enough to be in a position to be able to write these fucking thoughts and ideas down. No doubt he was a talented and brilliant man, a fucking prolific writer. But still, nonetheless, these are ideas that humans have experienced. And there's no doubt that in my mind that other people beyond Foucault have thought these similar thoughts without him. Okay, so all of that is just a long way to start the introduction to medical tyranny. More than just a fucking bullshit QAnon conspiracy doc, okay? Again, this is Foucauldian philosophy. I know I said I was going to come again with that fucking, you know, um, uh, trying to make the distinction between the, uh, the conspiracy and the philosophies, but it's important to just continue to emphasize that, okay? For those of us specifically who are bouncing in between episodes and didn't already hear it, right? Um, the, the insistence that what I'm talking about is not a conspiracy dog. This is shit philosophy that fucking, uh, motherfucking academics up in the ivory towers discuss on a daily basis. Now, whether they take it to this fucking reading or not, that's a different story, but it's still within contained within that philosophy. Okay. So, uh, specifically this is, you know, following up on that carceral uh, episode of the podcast where it's kind of a generalized overview of, of this Foucauldian philosophy, okay? This time, though, by way into his insights on control and medicine, right? So I guess the best way to get into this is by outright stating, again, I just cannot continue to emphasize this enough, that medical tyranny is not a conspiracy, dog. Again, it's just widely fucking <laughs> accepted and institutionalized philosophy, right? Now, I understand full well that this may be hard for some of y'all to stomach, mostly the fucking blue and non-dorks, Right? given that the mainstream media has spent fucking basically the last year, dog, making a mockery of this idea, right? They've been using the conservative right as the straw man argument, basically, to advance this argument that medical uh, medical tyranny is a fucking conspiracy. But honestly, it's not, dog. And to be fucking completely honest, the conservative right wing has thus far been proven correct. Just look at everything from the start of the pandemic, from them accusing fucking Fauci of leaking it from a lab, to the fucking medical tyranny, as we're going to see here shortly with everything from the fucking uh, COVID passport to next week, we're going to talk about the fucking human capital, dog. You start to realize that, damn, maybe these right-wing motherfuckers that the, the mainstream media wants me to fucking believe are just a bunch of fucking racist bigots that are living in the 1950s and are fucking ignorant are actually pretty fucking smart and they know what they're talking about, right? So... Um, before we get into this medical component of these views, I want to start first by finishing with the last of the three distinction, uh, the last rather of the three distinctive features of modern disciplinary control. Okay, that Foucault talks about. This is what I left off with talking about in the Carcereal Archipelago episode of the podcast. Okay, so I left off with two, but I wanted to get into this third one. Okay, 
Now, this third distinctive feature of modern disciplinary control, again, it's a merger of the first two with the added twist that it reveals, if you will, a new position of the individual in the modern nexus of power and knowledge. So again, this third fucking distinctive feature, it's a merger, it's a synthesis, if you will, between the first two that I mentioned in the Carceral Archipelago episode of the podcast, but with the added twist that it's going to reveal to us a new position. I'm going to be very like, this is like a lot of info, so I'm, just try- I'm not trying to be condescending. I'm just making sure we get the idea across, right? It's uh, uh, It reveals a new position of the individual in the modern, modern nexus, right? So where they meet of power and knowledge because, you know, dog, we've heard this since fucking day one, since, you know, even through the institutional learning facility where they teach us that knowledge is power, dog. So if knowledge is power, then that means that you can use your knowledge to insert that power over other people, namely the ones that don't have the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's the whole point of philosophy, bro, is fucking is, is, is break that stranglehold of power and give the knowledge to the people, you and me. You know what I'm saying? So that we can be aware of it. This is going back to the very introduction of the podcast and see in the ways in which it's fucking playing out so that we could fucking acknowledge it and hopefully perhaps combat and overcome it. Okay? So anyways... Uh, this whole modern nexus of power and knowledge, this is just really, again, fancy academic way for saying that this third feature situates us, you and me, everybody, in a quote-unquote network of writing, as it were, right? Now, for those of you that have followed along, you'll know that I've talked briefly, at least, about the importance of language, okay? And by proxy, writing, at least in the Western world, okay, because language and writing are fucking intimately connected in the Western world. Uh, in indigenous worlds, not so much, you know, language and fucking the oral tradition is, are, are more closely related. Okay. Um, but definitely in the Western world and especially in postmodern philosophy, as we've come to understand it from the Greek, tra- the, the, the Western tradition of philosophy, right? Now, just like all the other fucking topics I talk about, inevitably, I'm going to delve into this shit <laughs> a little bit deeper. Okay. Once I get around to dropping an actual podcast on postmodernism, which is just lying in the way as part of the whole trajectory of this, post, uh, obviously, postmodernism, modernism debate, I have to fucking drop the postmodernism podcast eventually, right? Um, but for now, I just can't emphasize enough that, you know, for the postmodernists, language is critically important, dog, in that it either helps or is entirely responsible for shaping our reality. It just depends on who you ask, right? If you ask some people, Language shapes the entirety of our reality, that everything you know about reality exists entirely within the framework that you have of your particular language. And that if you expand that framework of your language, that reality reveals itself in, you know, a greater form. Okay. And then conversely, it's only helping. As people would say, no, it only helps. Like reality already exists out there. Okay. Um, and all that language is doing is helping us explain that reality. Right. So, you know, I guess the, uh, 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 an example would be like this phone here, for instance. Right even though it only recently came into existence, um, you know, what the people are going to say is that our language created that phone, right? And that it's shaped entirely by the language that we use to explain that phone. Whereas conversely, uh, you know, the other interpretation is going to say, no, no, language only helps to create that phone in the sense that, you know, it's a product, a physical material product, but the language allows us the ability to express the ideas about the phone that we've collectively, you know, established as a human species and relay those uh, ideas to other people who have a similar understanding of the language that we do, right? Because if they don't, they'll have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And if they do, then they'll have a perfect idea of what you're talking about. Another fucking feature of hood philosophy, right? Break fucking fuck off with that fancy ar- academic jargon. 
and break it down to its fundamental roots so that motherfuckers, we can all realize exactly what it is that we're talking about and, you know, use that knowledge in a more conducive manner. Now, regardless of the depth, if you will, of one's commitment to this view, the central gist is the importance of, okay, the central gist, if you will, or the importance of this insight is how it relates on, you know, to the belief that, or the understanding that language shapes our lived experience one way or another, okay? There's no doubt that language fucking, it, it, it has a fundamental effect on our lived experience, okay? I couldn't, I, I couldn't be explaining to you all these thoughts that I have, if you will, about this fucking, everything that we're living in in the world right now, if I wasn't able to convey it to you in some form of language, whether it be verbal, as I'm giving to you now, written, okay? Whether it be sign language and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever, it's all a form of language, okay? And uh, because of that, it's going to shape our lived experience. Now, in this particular sense, right? What, and just by the way, just so we're clear, when I say shapes our lived experience, again, when I say that you, depending on your commitment, some people are going to say your lived experience is entirely shaped by language, while again, others are going to say, no, there's a fucking world out there that exists beyond language. And, you know, at best, your language that you have or your access to the or, and your ability to formulate and articulate that language just merely reflects your ability to, you know, view this reality. Okay. However, in this particular sense, what Foucault is trying to say, Doug, is that with this newfound focus on concise detailing and cataloging of information, we ourselves, we have been rendered docile bodies, quote unquote, okay? To use the language from the previous episode. <laughs> we are docile bodies who are, the previous episode being the carceral archipelago, okay? Uh, we've been rendered docile bodies, beholden to the written word, right? And thus, through the written word, the ensuing thoughts, beliefs and ideas that are contained within those words that are written okay so this is just a really fancy way of saying two things dog the first of which being the language bro like language the written language specifically in this western world that we're fucking beholden to it's literally shaping our every fucking facet of our lives okay whether it comes from shit like the laws that we're beholden to or whether it becomes from the fucking you know the the, the knowledge bases that that you know that they help convey it's shaping our thoughts, dog. And these thoughts are these thoughts, our beliefs. It's shaping, you know, the ideas that we have of the world. And because of that, it's shaping how we interface with reality. Okay. The second reason is that there's just it boils down to the same fucking point that I've been trying to make, dog. Is this the only truth on earth? If you ask this Foucauldian character, the answer is no. If you ask the postmodernist, the answer is no, a resounding no. There is no fixed truth, homeboy, okay? I cannot emphasize this enough. Now, how that relates specifically to everything I've been talking about in this podcast is simple. We have motherfuckers like Socrates, for instance, or Plato, because Socrates never wrote anything, right? Uh, who will develop an idea, okay? And they'll proceed to lay it out. And in doing so, they'll mistakenly assume that it was done without any bias at all whatsoever, okay? Despite the fact that Plato was a wealthy fucking ancient Greek person who owned slaves and was highly misogynistic. So <laughs> he's obviously a classist. He's obviously, he's also, you know, he fucking believes in, you know, he's a misogynist. He believes in fucking, you know, superior fucking uh, peoples. So he's thinking that these beliefs aren't informing his writing in any way, shape, or form, which is fucking false, dog. Obviously, those beliefs shape his writing. Now, in turn, what happens then is that, you know, they they mistakenly assume that what they're writing then is without bias, and then they proceed to declare it universal truth. 
And then they'll say that anyone who disagrees is basically a fucking inferior moron that must be quote unquote taught better. So basically what the mainstream media is fucking make is gaslighting us all into believing about conservative right wing Americans. Okay. Um, but the problem is, again, is that these fucking thoughts, beliefs and attitudes, they shape, they impact our writing. Okay. And uh, they're not necessarily indicative of any sort of universal truth so much as they are of one particular person's view of the world. And thus the and then the ensuing legitimization of that view by others who believe like him, specifically Plato, right? Namely, all of Western culture, right? This is what is referred to, just so we're clear, as a quote unquote strong approach in the invention of knowledge process. Like knowledge is invented all the time. You invent new ideas. That's the whole point of language that I was talking about earlier. You come up with new fucking words to explain a new facet of reality. That process is inferred is involved essentially as the uh, is referred to essentially as the invention of knowledge. One of my favorite examples of this is from Terence McKenna. Terence McKenna, for those of you who don't know, is a psychonaut who came into prominence in the early 80s and 90s. Uh, and his whole fucking spiel was about, you know, he grew up through the 60s. And he was a, you know, a psychonaut, dog. He did drugs and shit. You know what I mean? And, uh, and specifically in regards to hippie culture, what he said is that the term trip, like I went on a trip, right? That was, at least in the Western world, never a word that was used to explain the experience that those people who were taking hallucinogens were fucking going through, right? But that it was an accurate representation in the sense that even though you weren't physically moving from one place to another, you were going on some sort of a journey, if you will, right? Uh, a, a journey of consciousness, a different journey than the physical ones, but a journey nonetheless. And that the shared experience of, you know, taking these fucking hallucinogens and going on these fucking journeys led collectively to the hippie culture to come up with the word trip. Like, yo, I was on a crazy trip, bro. A word that we still use to this day to explain this fucking newly revealed element of Western society. Because obviously hallucinogens and drugs in general were fucking highly frowned upon in, in the Puritan American culture prior to the 1960s. And still to this day, right? Um, so again, and how it relates to this is when, you know, you have this strong, this quote unquote strong approach to the invention of knowledge, okay? Is what they're saying is that you have these people who invented, if you will, they quote unquote invented, they didn't invent shit, but this is how they feel. They feel that they invented these ideas and that because they're the ones that came up with them, obviously, you know, humans, fucking egoistic peoples, uh, they feel that they're naturally correct. Like these are the fucking universal truths of the world. And then other motherfuckers who feel just like them because of the culture that they're living in, you know, they support these views and they believe in these views. They say, yes, this is exactly what the universal truth is. And anyone who questions this is fucking an idiot and whatever. You know what I'm saying? That is a strong approach to the invention of knowledge. And this is perhaps the, this is like, I don't even say perhaps, I would say unquestionably, this is the cornerstone of the Western means of producing knowledge. You have these motherfuckers who sit around, these armchair philosophers who sit around, come up with a fucking idea and they say, this is unequivocally fucking universal truth, right? Completely oblivious to the fact that A, you don't even, we don't even have access to universal truth as I talked about like for Rose this time in the previous episode of the podcast, The Clouds of Unknowing because of our limited senses and B, that the ideas that you just came up with are heavily fucking biased by the beliefs, ideas and, you know, uh, uh, thoughts that you have of the world which are shaped by nothing more than the historical and ideological conditions into which you were born into. Like, I have this conversation with motherfuckers all the time, bro, in the Chica Nice community specifically, who fucking uphold Catholicism. And they're like, no, bro, Catholicism's the correct religion and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, the only reason you're a fucking Catholic motherfucker is because the Spaniards came here and they fucking, you know, forced it upon our ancestors. In fact, if history would have gone just a little bit different, you could have, A, been a fucking, you would have still been a tribalized 
indigenous uh, Mexica of some sort, uh, uh, Nahuatl perhaps of some sort, right? An indigenous person, okay? Because the Spaniards would have been rebuked and the indigenous sovereignty would have remained here on Turtle Island. Or B, if it had gone completely radically different, you could have fucking potentially been a Muslim, dog. Because the Moors had conquered fucking Spain for 500 years, which is about the same length of time that it's been from the initial European fucking contact of Turtle Island to now, today, and what is what Europeans refer to as 2021, right? So in those 500 years that we've been living under fucking European colonialism, they themselves, the Spaniards, lived under Muslim fucking colonialism, okay? So if, you know, they themselves weren't able to re- repel the fucking, you know, Muslim influence the way we're seeking to repel the Spanish influence, it may very well have been that the Muslims would have stayed in control of Spain and they could have been the ones that set sail to the fucking Turtle Island. And if history would have still gone in the favor of those colonizers, you could have just been a Muslim right now, dog. You would have had a Muslim first and last name. You would have believed in Allah. You would have all that same shit that you feel the exact same way about Catholicism and Christianity. Why? Because your entire world is shaped by the uh, the historical and the the material and the ideological fucking uh, uh, forces that led to your uh, to to that led to developing a society in which you were fucking thrown into, dog. You know, like Catholic because you sat back and fucking examined all the religions of the world and you know perhaps even had a one on one communion with God. You're a Catholic because of the ideas that you were thrown into they shape your entire understanding of reality. And thus you in turn take those ideas and you assume for them to be true because you're a fucking egoistic piece of shit, right? Because we all are humans, okay? And without question, and then we, you know, we just take them to be as universal truth without question. And then we look around at other people and say, hey, you believe this? You believe this? Yeah, then that must mean it's correct, right? Right? Nah, dog, that's fucking wrong. That's a strong approach to the invention of knowledge, okay? And that's the cornerstone. That's the cornerstone of fucking Western of Western of Western thought, dog. This is one of the, my biggest beasts that I have with Jordan Peterson. Is like, he, in his mind, there's no even, there's not even a fucking doubt in his in his mind that he's correct, that he's uh, incorrect, right? Like he knows, he feels at least that he's 100% correct. But the truth is, dog, he's fucking false in many, many, many ways, right? Anyways, um, in less academic talk, I would just simply say, motherfuck Plato and Socrates, dog, okay? Their truth ain't universal just because they were allegedly the first people to philosophize, okay? And I'll, t- I'll even be, I'll even fucking take you one higher, dog. Plato and Socrates are not a better philosopher than I am. They were just fucking born first, homeboy. That's it, okay? <laughs> uh, their truth is not universal, okay? Just because they were allegedly the first to philosophize. Christiany, uh, Christiany, ugh, words, right? Christianity isn't an unquestionable doctrine, let alone the fucking correct one, okay? Just because mad people agree to it and so on. Like, no, that's a fixed understanding of truth. One of the biggest fucking uh, detrimental hallmarks of Western thought, right? Anyways, um, and getting back to Foucault then, this is essentially what is happening in modern society, dog. Especially, especially in the field of psychiatry, which is where he himself got his start, okay? So basically what happens is that uh, this dude, right, he does uh, fucking Foucault, he does his residency and he realizes that the majority of the people that he's dealing with in the psychiatric ward, okay, they're not really crazy, dog, quote unquote crazy, right? In the sense that, you know, their, their chemical makeup of the brain leads them to act in some way that is irrational. Like Owen Thomas, who's a fuck, clearly a fucking schizophrenic of some sort, right? Uh, that, that was not the case for the majority of what Foucault found himself dealing with, dog, right? Uh, what he found instead was that the majority of the people that he was dealing with, they simply just did not meet the standard, the accepted standard. And in his time, which unfortunately is still the case in ours, was Western Christian heteronormative uh, norm of saying, okay? 
And that was the standard, dog. The, the standard was a Western Christian heteronormative uh, idea of sanity. And that because of that, the majority of the people that he found himself dealing with in the, psychiat- in the psychiatric ward were those that were considered insane because they were, you know, not Western Christians. They didn't uphold a normative, uh, heteronormative norm and so on. And because of that, they were just simply dealt with as being insane, right? Oh, this motherfucker's crazy, dog. He don't believe in Jesus. This motherfucker's crazy. He's not fucking straight, uh, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? And Foucault's like, well, hold up a minute. Just because, you know, y'all think that this is the standard, namely Western Christian heteronormativity, that doesn't necessarily make it the case, okay? That's just a matter of historical and ideological forces. Moreover, it doesn't mean these motherfuckers are insane just because they don't uphold that standard, okay? Um, This is what he's going to refer to as the darker side of that gentler form of discipline that I was talking about in the Carcereal Archipelago episode, okay? Uh, And basically, this darker side is that these motherfuckers... They established an entire field of psychiatry, dog, and they never paused to consider, because again, the strong reading and invention of knowledge in Western culture, okay? They established this fucking field of psychiatry, and they never paused to consider that they did so not in accordance to some actual universal truth that may or may not even exist. If you ask me, in my opinion, it absolutely does not exist, okay? And if you ask the postmodernists, for sure, they're going to tell you it doesn't exist, right? Um, But rather, in accordance to the thoughts the beliefs, the customs, and the traditions of the cultures that they themselves were a product of. Again, fuck Plato, fuck Socrates, fuck all these motherfuckers who say this is the universal truth. No, bitch, that's the truth according to the fucking culture that you're a product of, okay? This is not indicative of any grand universal fucking totalizing truth, dog, right? Uh, And when you use that shit, when you use that standard to develop the field of psychiatry, you'll get a more of an understanding of what why people like myself and others say all the time. That psychiatry, you know, as a field, it might have some benefits, but by and large, historically, it's been nothing more than a means of upholding and maintaining the status quo. Like, it's just that simple, dog. All right. Now, uh, all the fucking psychology majors punching the air right now, like, fuck you, Ice Nice. Right. And to which I say, fuck you back. Psychology is where philosophy goes to die. Right. (laughs) Um, Anyways, as an aside, as an aside. I say it may or may not exist because to do so, all right, as the post, or rather, because to do as the postmodernists do and say that none exists, it welcomes this fucking uncomfortable paradox. And it's not uncomfortable in the sense that it's, it's hard to fucking solve. It's uncomfortable in the sense that it just, it, it takes us from the fucking, the point that we're trying to discuss, right? And the paradox is whether the statement that no absolute truth exists is in of itself an absolute truth, right? And then, because, you know, you just go down this maddening rabbit hole that ends with, you know, not with an answer, but with one crying in the corner, contemplating the meaning of life or whatever, right? Like, what the fuck? Why did I study philosophy? Uh, right? Anyways, like I'm saying, the whole point is that, you know, <laughs> much of what we believe to be truth, you know, truth, quote unquote truth, is really nothing more than the result of historical and material forces, right? And ideological forces at that. Um, and, you know, it's nothing more, I guess, at this point, with the added twist, then, if you will, that, you know, it's being perceived through our modern lens, right? This is specifically to us living in this quote-unquote modern society. Uh, and so the examples relate specifically to how science is, you know, being used then as a fucking authoritative source to marginalize groups of people, okay? This is the fucking medical tyranny, dog. This is exactly what Foucault was talking about. Now, whether you fucking, you know, speaking of punch in the air, you have all the blue and non doors like, man, motherfuck this fool, Right? Let's rush him, eh? Now, fuck you. I'll kick your ass, dog. 
Um, that's a joke. You won't. Whatever. The point is that I'm trying to make, okay? <laughs> I'm not trying to condone violence. I'm just saying don't rush on me, dog. Okay? I don't want to fight. Okay? I'm a very peaceful person by nature. Passive person, I should say. Right? Um, the point I'm trying to say, dog, is you, I, I know it fucking sucks to hear, bro, but this is the whole po- this is I mean, this is a huge part of postmodernism. So, you know, don't hate the play, I hate the game. I'm struggling to say it because I had to fucking tell this fine line where I don't want you to think that I'm anti-science. Because I'm not, I love my fucking, you know, I love my phone. I love fucking being able to give you this podcast. You know what I'm saying? All of this was brought to you through scientific advancement. However, at the same time, I am not oblivious to how science has historically and is currently being used as this authoritative source to fucking marginalize people, dog. For Foucault, it was women. It was gay people. It was non-fucking Christian and non-European people, right? And right now, potentially, it may very well be those of us who don't fucking want to get vaccinated, dog. For those of us who don't want to fucking have a COVID passport. Like, it just, that just is what it is, yo. So, you know, basically then, as far as Foucault is concerned, the only reason psychiatry evolved the way it did, and in turn, our views on what constitutes sanity and insanity, is because Western Christians, who, you know, who were obviously the the material winners and, you know, of historical forces... They're the ones that, you know, get to fucking do shit. Like say, one nation under God, right? They're the ones, we're fucking following their timeline. Okay, we're in 2021, allegedly, right? All that kind of shit. So that makes them the, the material winners of historical forces, okay? And because of that, they're the ones that shaped the ideology, right? And thus, the way reality is being interpreted, okay? So by everyone, unfortunately, who's fallen under their wrath, like people like me, who don't want nothing to do with Western Christianity, but are forced to endure their wrath nonetheless, because again, they are the fucking material winners of this historical forces, right? I don't want to say winners per se. They're just, they're the ones that got more people to fucking agree with them, basically. That's how a hegemony works, right? Numbers game, dog. It's all about the numbers games. Now, nowhere implicit in this, nowhere implicit in this is the notion of absolute fucking truth, okay? At best, there exists only the pervasive threat of force, which historically ended in the death of those who refused to be coerced into accepting this quote-unquote universal truth. That's how you got a fucking Spanish last name, dog. You are not a fucking Spaniard. You are not a Latino. You are not a Hispanic. You are a survivor of a fucking Holocaust that was committed by Christians on Turtle Island, okay? And the reason you have a last name as fucking one of the Spaniards is because they threatened your ancestors, our ancestors, with fucking death and said, you either convert to Christianity and accept this fucking slave name or you'll die. Some of them fucking chose death. Others chose to fucking continue along with the fucking Spanish last names and religion and cultures and customs. It's that simple. Okay. So we decolonize. We can go back, back to the roots and we're going to go back home. I'm telling you, dog, this decolonization shit is land back movement. It's only just begun. Slowly but surely, we're going to go back. Okay. So Anyways, and reverting back to this fucking medical tyranny shit, the question then becomes, what is sane? What was sane, right? And the answer is simple. It's not that which was ordained by quote-unquote universal truth, but instead that which was sanctioned, if you will, by institutions of control that work together to create the state. It's that simple. The state, the United States, the fucking Canada, Mexico, the state government, okay? The state with a capital S. That is what's collectively working together in terms of its individual pieces, like fucking the psychiatric wards, right? Institutional academia, okay? 
they're working together in concert to create what they believe sane is, to legitimize what they believe sanity is and what in turn insanity and insane is, okay? Now, obviously, in this particular sense, it's Christianity and alleged democracy, right? So thus, by that logic, anything that doesn't fall under the umbrella of what Christians and Western governments deemed as sane were in turn deemed insane. So gay people like Michel Foucault, women, that's basically just keep it 100, right? Uh, Non-white people, fucking people of lesser material means, like monetary means, right? Non-Christians, basically, right? Uh, All of that was historically thought to be insane. And the only way to quote unquote cure them is to introduce them to the allegedly fucking the light of the modernist Western world, like which is just utter complete bullshit. It's just a myth, okay? Um, now, the point I'm trying to make is that you can easily see here how and why even the current trend towards justice and equality is so prevalent in academia. Like I talk a lot of shit about these little fucking fake woke academic dorks, but at the, the core of it, like I also give them their fucking props, dog, because obviously I'm one of them too. You know what I mean? Uh, not just in terms of an actual academic, but also in terms of like, I obviously, Doug, we don't want to live in the ancient world. We don't want to live in a world where people get shit on because of their fucking ethnicity, their gender, their fucking sexual orientation. Like that's the world that we're moving towards. Okay. And a lot of that is influenced by and in academia. That drives a lot of academia. Okay. So I don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing because, you know, fuck you. If you, if you think that non-Christian Westernized views of reality are insane, it's that simple, right? That's the same logic, straight up, that led to the indigenous holocaust. And obviously, I'm not with it, right? What does need to be accounted for, however, is this darker side, okay, of these gentler forms of control that Foucault's talking about. Because again, they always, always tend to skew to totalitarian, irrespective of who is in control. Because humans are shit. We are fucking highly egotistical people. That's just... Part of the human nature debate that we got to address when it comes to the philosophy, okay? That's the entire point of fucking, (laughs) that's the entire point of the irony behind these lefty liberal fucks that I've been trying to draw out um, when I was talking about like ontologies and epistemologies and all that kind of shit, right? They mistakenly believe that because they are the ones deemed insane, if you will, quote unquote, for so long that they are automatically in the right just because they are fighting for equality, despite the fact that in so doing, They have collapsed into the very same mode of control as the people they're rebelling against, dog. It's the whole point that I've been trying to make with the belief, not belief, but the observation that Western culture is inherently fucking conservative and will always fucking collapse into conservatism. doesn't matter how radical the fucking idea is. Why? Because the means of control that they use to fucking ensure that the ideas, even as radically progressive as they may appear, are always fucking centered around discipline and punishment. That's just that simple. Okay. Now. Uh, just like their conservative counterparts, of course, these lefty liberal fucks, they are so deeply invested in this strong reading, okay, the strong reading of a text that I was talking about with the invention of knowledge, that they themselves, they just cannot see the irony for what it is, dog. They refuse to believe that they are wrong. And they can't even see why, because they're in a fucking prison. The whole world is a prison. That's what fucking Foucault's been trying to tell us the whole time, Right. This prison is their own mind in this particular case, their beliefs, their thoughts, their ideas that they believe unquestionably to be true, despite the fact that they are nothing more than the result of historical and fucking material and ideological forces that you were born into. Like, the truth is a motherfucker, dog. Like, it really is. These ideological lenses that we wear, these ideological lenses that we wear, they fucking obscure any potential truth that may, you know, exist 
in such a way that sometimes it, beyond the fact that I don't see it existing, it's just like, why even bother looking for it if it does? It's so fucking hard to try to find because you got to peel through so many layers of not just our own conditioning, but our own human nature to try to even arrive to something akin to what we would believe the truth is, right? Anyways, this applies to everything, dog, not just psychiatry, okay? Anywhere where these bias exams, right, for instance, that are administered, this is the bias exams is what Foucault's talking about. He's going to say, anywhere you find these bias exams are administered, you will find recorded documents that provide detailed information about individuals that allows for power systems to control them, credit scores, um, fucking university degrees, transcripts, uh, medical records, right? You name it, dog. Uh, land and property rights, They're, the law, all these fucking written documents, okay? They allow for power systems to control people. Right, whether they be something as inconsequential as an absentee record in elementary school to obviously the more important shit like your fucking medical record. How the fuck are you going to ask for a COVID passport without having to compromise the fucking integrity of the privacy of a medical record? Like it's impossible, dog. So you're starting to see how even these medical records are going to be used against us in this particular sense if you're not going to get vaccinated to fucking, you know, to marginalize you, the medical tyranny essentially. How are they going to marginalize you by saying you can't do this that your other fucking vaccinated counterparts can do you're creating a two-tiered system right of american of society now to be fair this american society is already tiered enough to begin with right this myth of fucking freedom in this country is fucking laughable but now it's just added a new tier and in this particular sense it's not it doesn't it doesn't matter what fucking ethnicity sexual orientation gender you are it just matters are you vaccinated or not all right because if you are cool have access to all the fucking ticket master shows right and if you're not fuck off go you know Find something else to entertain yourself with. Now, when it comes to medical records specifically, these, of course, are dangerously close to being made public with the ever-increasing march towards these digital fucking passports, bruh. So please, I mean, like, I just, I can't see still how people would consider this to be a conspiracy, all right? What Foucault is telling us is that anywhere these records can be found, again, people in control, they're going to formulate categories. They're going to formulate averages. And in turn, they're going to establish norms that are going to be used for the basis of knowledge, right? So what's going to happen then is that these quote-unquote exams are going to turn individuals into not people anymore, but quote-unquote cases. You become a case that, according to Foucault, again, render us as both scientific examples and quote-unquote objects of care. I got to keep saying quote-unquote for the people who are listening only, okay? Um, and more importantly, because this is, this is a very specific language, okay, that he's using. So I would be remiss not to delve into both or scare quarter nonetheless, right? So I'll start with the former, the former being the fucking cases, the scientific examples, right? Even if you aren't a conspiracy head, bro, okay, you logically cannot deny that you are a part of a scientific experiment right now. Like I talked about the fucking, fucking massive psyop that people like myself under, uh, survived growing up in the hood okay with the example of the dog and the 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 the, the, the switched up pavlovian conditioning all right but in this particular sense i'm not even talking about the rona anymore bro i'm talking about every facet of your existence of our existence okay just by virtue of living in a society man okay what i'm talking about here is like marketers bro for instance they're constantly marketers are con they're fucking evil bro they might be the second most evil motherfuckers next to lawyers and politicians i guess but marketers, yo, they're constantly researching new ways to sell us new shit, dog. 
The sociologists are constantly observing, constantly our behavior to develop new theories and observe trends. And then, of course, there's the fucking experimental vaccine, bro, that is currently being rolled out en masse. That's the fucking scientific experiment. You know what I mean? Like, that's not always a fucking psyop, dog. Sometimes it's just, it's hidden in plain sight. It's the occult. You know what I'm saying? Every facet of our life is traced, bro. Look, I have this phone right here. Motherfuckers worried about a chip in your uh, RFID or whatever in your fucking uh, coronavirus vaccine. Motherfucker, you've had one attached to your hip willingly for the last 10 years. Like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Every facet of our life is traced. It's tracked. It's recorded. It's impeded on in order for the capitalists to target specialized services that will do nothing more than increase revenue for them. Because that's capitalism, homeboy. Okay, it's that simple, right? This is why you can't even fucking think a thought anymore without Facebook and Amazon and Spotify suggesting new shit to you. Amazon has a fucking new feature that allows them to spot fear when you're on the fucking phone. Like, fear, dog. Uh, Spotify is working on a feature right now that allows them to read your fucking mood to suggest music to play for you. Like, it's prison motherfucking planet, baby. Okay? Now, in terms of the second, in this Foucauldian language, but also common fucking sense, right? Care, care is nothing more than, it's code, dog. Care, the word care is code for control, okay? The motherfucking government. Yo, I was at Walmart yesterday, dog. It was fucking crazy. Look, I'm honest with you. I shop at Walmart. I'm invested in Walmart. I fucking support my own cause, okay? So fuck off if you don't fucking like it, right? Um, anyways, the government, I was at Walmart yesterday. And, you know, just randomly, randomly over the intercom, they said, attention Walmart customers, you know, that whole thing. We are now giving free, free COVID vaccines at the pharmacy. There is no wait and you need no, and you need not pay. Like what fucking dystopian nightmare are we living in, dog? Where they're giving out free COVID vaccines at fucking Walmart. Like the words free and Walmart alone are fucking mutually exclusive. Okay. Let alone the government giving out free medical care, the American government in any way, shape or form. But yet there you are. And perhaps one of the fucking most American places on planet, Walmart, about to receive a free medical fucking experiment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, what the fuck? It's such a mindfuck, right? Why is it such a mindfuck? Because obviously the motherfucking government don't give a fuck about you or me. Come on, dog. Right? Handing out free vaccines in a country that don't even give motherfuckers free healthcare is laughable. Like, do you not see this? Like, I feel like we're living in the fucking twilight zone here, bro. Um, And... So this only further compounds the points that this fucking third form of control is trying to help fucking help us understand. It's trying to help us render power, or rather, it's trying to, uh, uh, this third form of control, right, is rendering power invisible while making subjects entirely visible. So it's making the people who fucking run shit entirely invisible, but it's making you and me 100% visible, right? It's going to come a point where they say, you're not vaccinated? Oh, you're... 100% visible, you go over there and stand with all these other unvaccinated fucks, okay? And then you vaccinated people go stand over there. Now we're visible. But the people who made a decision to separate us, they're completely hidden. We have no idea who they are, where they're from, nothing, okay? We have no idea the thoughts, beliefs, ideas that shape their view of reality, let alone why they believe they're to be correct, right? This obviously is in stark contrast, you know, back in the day when power was very visible, dog. It was visible in the form of standing armies and shit, Okay. That were directed at the behest of the boogeymen, you know, that were pulling the strings, the fucking kings and all that shit, right? Now, obviously, the puppeteer masters are still hidden, but what's changed is the psychological component, okay? The psychological component uh, component of falsely believing that power isn't being exercised 
because there aren't standing armies in every town when this fucking, I mean, this is just absolutely not the case, okay? And that's the darker side of this fucking form of control that Foucault's trying to talk about because there's no need to have a standing army anymore, right? Because we're all up on social media and they can easily, we can easily be controlled through there, all right? Now, whether it be through targeted marketing, social media algorithms, the likes of which your boy's currently trying to fucking fight back against because I'm almost fucking positive that my fucking, you know, shit is being fucking throttled, right? Uh, whether it's in the form of actual concerted psyops, whatever, dog. They've got thick, thick dossiers on all of us and they are constantly being poured over by these hidden functionaries, okay? That only exacerbate and tighten the squeeze of, of these systems of control, Right? And the end result, ultimately, dog, is that society fractures, if you will, into a multitude of dominated, quote unquote, others, which works perfectly for the masters of mankind, like fucking, you know, Chomsky's trying to talk about us, because the last thing these motherfuckers want is obviously a unified front. So the more fucking fractured uh, the society is, the better it is for them, right? And at this point, it's like... Ah, this is where you start to get into the whole the, one of the beasts with, you know, even asserting the importance of Chicanx culture, for instance, because ultimately you realize that, you know, it's like a delicate balance between fucking asserting pride for your fucking for what you are as a person, but also furthering the fucking control system that is being advanced by the fucking puppeteers, dog, because above all, beyond being a Chicanx man, straight man at that, right? I am a fucking proletariat, dog. I am a working class person. That is the most important thing. It's fucking 99% of us against the 1% of the fucking puppet masters who insist on making this life fucking miserable for the rest of us through this shitty ass capitalist system that we're forced to endure, right? Um, so what we get instead, right? What we get instead of this fucking unified collective front is a uh, society that is stratified into criminals, students, patients, factory workers, soldiers, shoppers, and so on, right? And like I mentioned in the Carceral Archipelago episode, <laughs> basically on top of all of that, right, on top of being fucking divvied up into our own specific set of people, we also become Agent Smiths, if you will, specifically because um, in becoming the subject of modern power, there is no one singular center of power anymore. So what that means is every single person is now upholding the system willingly in many instances, right? So it becomes even harder to fucking signal out the one fucking source, the bourgeoisie, Right. And attack that as the fucking source for our primary power, because now it's fucking fractured into a multitude of different people who are all because of our egoistic concerns and desires as human beings seeking to strive for that very same power, which is exactly what you get when, you know, one particular group of of people manages to fucking gain power over another. Now, this thought harkens back to Foucault's thought on the history of madness, which Although I briefly touched upon in the previous episode, it's still, it's still, or rather in this particular episode, it's still so much more complex than one particular episode of the podcast can do, right? Now, in this particular sense, maybe in the future I'll talk about it more, but in this particular sense, the idea is that at least in terms of sanity versus insanity, at, at least when it came to that, there was a single center of power, right? There was no privileged us that marginalized them, if you will, right? That we could define and rebel against. What happens instead is that with power being uh, with power being dispersed, if you will, throughout society in these multitude of micro centers. So, Chicanx, fucking, uh, uh, 
I, I focus on the Chicana, all the variety, the multitude of fucking different identities at this current point. The feminist movement, the trans movement, the gay rights movement, all that kind of shit, Chicana rights movement, right? These are all multitudes of micro centers. They're all their own individual movements that are seeking to establish their own power and control over others, basically, right? Um, and because of that, because of that, there is no specialized focus on the actual problem. What is the actual problem? Capitalism, dog. That's just 100,000%. Now, Foucault and the postmodernist, eh. They're, you know, they're not, they're not Marxist, so they're not going to fucking focus their, their entirely the concern on that. But in this particular sense, dog, why capitalism? Because it functions off fucking, uh, 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 stratifying us, uh, divvying up, casting us aside, or rather, uh, uh, putting us into a caste structure. Because when that's the case, uh, we're able to not focus on the central fucking locus of control with the central focus of power, which in the capitalist society is obviously the bourgeoisie. Specifically for Foucault and the postmodernists, though, it is just culture. It's that simple, Right. And thus the ensuing structures, the institutional structures that are, uh, you know, erected to uphold these particular cultures, which obviously capitalism is a byproduct of Western culture. That's the point that I'm trying to make, right? Um, so anyways, what happens is that uh, power is, dis- is dispersed throughout society in these multitude of micro centers. And again, there is no specialized focus on the actual problem. Basically, you get then everyone who's running around blaming everyone else for all their problems. Meanwhile... The real source of the problem remains fucking hidden. This is the occult, dog. It's the occultish practices, right? It's why, again, these lefty liberal fucks are getting so specialized with who they believe the problem is. And, you know, as mentioned before in the previous episode, why even the quote-unquote chosen ones, the disabled black trans people, inevitably will be replaced by a new, more oppressed group, right? I I just can't help but laugh at the irony, dog. These motherfuckers running around desperately trying to figure out, you know, who's responsible, what's responsible for the shit in their lives. And inevitably, inevitably, okay, they're going to run out of places to look because trust. Inward, inward will never be an option, right? It was just never going to be an option, right? And to me personally, dog, that's the fucking psyop of the greatest sense, bro. Because, you know, honestly, it would be admirable if it wasn't so fucking evil, dog. But um, the psyop essentially is that you just run around blaming everyone collect uh, continuously like a fucking chicken with its head cut off. Meanwhile, the actual source of the problem will forever remain hidden. And we will, you know, at times collectively agree, that's the problem right there. And, you know, divert all of our attention over there. We'll say the straight white men right now are currently all the problem, which historically, although they were the beneficiaries of the historical forces, they're not really the problem, dog. The real problem, again, is fucking Western culture, capitalism, etc. Right now, despite the seemingly Marxist inclinations, if you will, of my editorializing, it's imperative to note that Foucault's understanding of modern power dynamics, it again, it challenges Marxism at its most fundamental level, dog. This is why, again, I must continue to fucking maintain Jordan Peterson is a fucking moron. Read a book, dog. Read some theory before you... And not just the Communist Manifesto, you fuck. No one fucking cares about the Communist Manifesto, okay? There is no such thing as a postmodern neo-Marxist. The two terms are mutually incompatible. They're in two entirely different schools of thought. It's like calling someone a fucking Christian atheist, yo. It makes zero fucking sense, okay? Now, in this particular sense, the beef is that while postmodernists understand that power is no longer centered in a singular centered source like back in the day when all of the power was concentrated in the king, right? Marxists are out here trying to, uh, what they're going to say, uh, the postmodernists, is that Marxism is played out, bro. It's just, it, it, it no, it's no longer sufficient because they're out here trying to cut off the singular head of the oligarchy, thinking that doing so will solve all of the problems. Meanwhile, the postmodernists are like, nah, dog, that's not how it, that's not how it works. What's really happening 
is that it's not just a singular head. It's a fucking hydra, yo, with many heads that threaten to continuously grow back nonetheless in newer forms the moment you do cut it off. And you got to stay woke, homie, because you got to be able to fucking understand and uh, recognize these new forms when they do, right? Um, and part of the reason why they believe this is because unlike the Marxists and their Western Christian capitalist counterparts, they don't believe in teleologies, bro. Postmodernists don't believe in teleologies, right? There is no grand redeeming narrative that is going to save us. So what that means is that even if the proles, right, were to seize the means of production, this won't necessarily entail liberation as the same issues that initially led to the revolution will inevitably emerge because human fucking nature, that is the point that I've been trying to make this whole time. We are selfish, egoistic people, okay? Which, you know, at which point the cycle will continuously repeat itself and we will find ourselves forever at the same exact place where we started. Kind of like now, right? Feeling like no progress has ever been made at all whatsoever from the Game of Thrones days, fucking feudal England, to now, 2021. At the height of technological progress, we're still fucking beholden to the fucking overlords, right? So what the postmodernist challenge then is essentially is that, you know, they're demanding us to constantly stay on our one-two, dog, right? And to be mindful of this fact and the ways that these new heads, quote-unquote, of the Hydra present themselves, Right? It's fucking exhausting work, bro. It's exhausting. It's fucking... I get exhausted. That's why I can't fucking uh, uh, podcast on this consistently because I'm just like... I, I get worn out just thinking about it. It's so fucking daunting, okay? And because of that, it's understandable why most people, like the fucking social justice warriors, would prefer to settle for the easiest way out instead, right? But obviously, if... What's that fucking Einstein quote, dog? The definition of insanity. Now, this is... You can fucking use the knowledge you just gained now to determine the fucking... The, uh, the, the soundness, if you will, of using the term insanity for this fucking Einstein quote. But uh, what is the quote that states uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting different results. So if we do hope to build this new, better fucking world that we all envision, ideally, it entails that we're going to have to break past that fucking fatigue and continuously stay on guard for all the ways in which this Hydra, you know, uh, uh, continues to uh, evolve so that we can continue to battle it and, and, you know, hope to not only establish, but perhaps more tiresome, maintain this new world that we all desire, right? And yeah, I guess for now, that is as good a place as any to start, right? To end, I should say, right? This particular episode of the podcast. We're about the hour long mark. And um, yeah, I guess the new head, if you will, just to finish off with the idea that we started with, the conspiracy, okay, is the, the medical tyranny, dog. Like, this is not something that's just relegated to fucking Foucault's time with, you know, psychiatric work. It's constantly evolving. The new head of the fucking medical tyranny has evolved now in this fucking post-New World Order era of vaccinations, forced mandatory vaccinations, and how our collective future is going to unfold in response to that particular aim, right? So, yeah, I guess, like I said, I'll go ahead and end this bitch for today. Uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day, afternoon, evening, whenever it is that you're hearing this, and I'll see you next time. Peace.